sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take your time from the bird. Now you all know the word. Hello again out there in Birdland. It's Anson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Here we are for the birds, your weekend edition. Um, had some mild weather this week, came out of nowhere, but still um, still getting our fair share of rain, but it was uh, really mild at the end of the week. Yeah, kind of kind of toasty. Yeah, but we did have my, that, did have the first, I did have the first frost on the hill, which was good. That's, oh, okay. That finally happened. Um, nice hard frost. That must have been, I want to say Tuesday. Okay. Haven't seen one yet in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking about, the, you know, the fall and we, we were looking ahead to the winter and we've got one more segment. We wanted to talk about the fall finch forecast and one that we haven't touched upon is one of my favorites of all time is the red pole. Yeah, I, I agree. They're, uh, for some reason, I feel like they're the quintessential winter fish. Mm-hmm. Not sure why. Maybe, maybe because they're not here every winter, and we only get them in the winter. They're, they don't nest in Vermont. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Just a nice, um, very sort of, um, on a nice cold day, a little bit of snow, um, maybe coming to the feeder. Um, the red pole is just a, just a beautiful little... Um, beautiful little bird that can brighten up the day but at times kind of rare to see yeah I I don't think there were many around last winter I think maybe just I had I heard or saw one I think last winter so hoping that this winter will will be a little different uh the fork there haven't been any sightings that I've heard yet it's been it's still early of course um but uh, apparently the crop of alder and birch further north is not great. It's okay in some areas, uh, not so good in others. So there may be a, a, de- a decent movement of red poles uh, further south. Um, time will tell. You know, as we mentioned our last show, Anson, uh, Christmas bird counts are coming up, and that's often when we uh, you know, start hearing more reports. Uh, and of course, once people start putting up feeders later in the in the uh, season, once the f- snow falls, um, of course, we're getting birds at our feeder. Yeah, no, it's a it's a neat little bird. Um, so it's like a combination between a sparrow and a I don't know a finch. I don't know. It's one of those. But uh, it's if you get if the if the light is right, it has a really nice um, kind of a raspberry look, right? If it's really striking. Yeah, uh, those adult males especially have this rosy breast. It's a really attractive finch. It was kind of, um, you know, they, they, it ranges. The young females are um, the dullest, uh, more subtle. Uh, the adult males are are whiter and pinker. Um, they all tend to have a little bit of red on the cap. That's the red pole. The pole is the cap. Uh, a little black on the chin. Uh, yellow bill. And then various amounts of streaks. So it's a you know a, a streaky bird on the back, on the breast to some degree. The younger birds and the females have more streaking than the adult males. Um, 
overall, you know, they give you kind of a, an impression of a, a light-colored bird, especially if you see a big flock line. They're fairly light-colored. Uh, then again, if you get uh, a, a male with the red, they're just really pretty little bird and just very confiding. They let you get really close when they're at the feeders. Um, and sometimes they're here in huge flocks. I've seen hundreds and up to a thousand made red bulls at one time. Yeah, I was going to mention that. It seems like you either have a maybe a large flock of them, but occasionally there might be one that's amongst another uh, flock of birds, maybe uh, maybe goldfinches or chickadees or something at the yeah. feeder. But once in a while, uh, you will see tremendous numbers that, that come to the feeder, and they may be just there for a few hours, a few moments, and off they go again. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they all seem to take off at the same time and land at the same time. Yeah, and then if you're if you're patient and lucky, um, you can sort through those red pole flocks, trying to find a hoary red pole, which are extremely scarce. Uh, this is a slightly larger red pole. Um, the males, the adult males, are almost all white underneath. Um, they may have a little, few little black streaks on the under tail coverts, but they're essentially white with that rose blush on the breast. Uh, the beak is even smaller and looks a little pushed in on the face. Um, there's some debate, though, whether the, the hoary red pole is a true species or not. It might be just a variation of the common red pole. So there's, you know, it, this may be one of those species that get gets lumped eventually back into common red pole. But um, for now, um, hoary red pole is uh, considered a, its own species. It's kind of like trying to find the uh, queen bee in the hive, right? You never know quite yeah. where it is. Exactly. If there is one in the flock, and if it is an adult male hoary red pole, they really stick out. They're like this bright, you know, bright white shining beacon in the middle of the flock. So if there is a hoary red pole, sometimes they're, they could be fairly obvious. Hmm. Good stuff. We're talking about the uh, fall finch forecast. So um, give us, uh, give us, uh, you know, 10 seconds. What do you, what's your prediction for the, uh, for the red pole at our feeders this winter? I think later in the winter it could be it could be good. Uh, not a huge year, uh, but I think it's going to be. You know, we'll see some flocks. Uh, the crop further north of spruce. I'm sorry, uh, alder and birch. I don't know if they go to spruce, spruce or not. Maybe, um, but I think the crop is you know so so. So it sounds like they may come south. Yeah. Good stuff. The um, the red pole for the birds. Um, but also, we're starting to see uh, the migration of, of geese. And one of the favorite things in the fall is the occasional flight above where you see the, um, with the snowy geese, the snowy geese, which I think are not as, not as popular to see flying above as the Canada geese. But once in a while, a nice flock of um, snowy geese headed, uh, headed south. people go they make the annual pilgrimage to dead creek the goose viewing area to see the snow goose and uh there have been reports of hundreds of snow geese um you know it, 10 years ago we probably would have been talking about thousands of snow geese but uh they're there by the hundreds which is really cool to see uh a lot of folks 
go to the Goose Viewing area right off Route 17 in Addison, uh, part of Dead Creek. Um, and yeah, they're really beautiful geese, smaller than a, a Canada goose, but uh, that white just stands out a mile away. So as you said, if you see them flying over, uh, easy to pick them out. Um, later in the season, they, we may see more. I was looking at eBird and you know, it used to be, do you remember this, Anson, that snow geese peaked more in, in October? Mm-hmm. Uh, I seem to remember. But now there's, they seem to be peaking more in November. Um, so like towards, even towards the end of the month, there's, you know, reports of thousands of snow geese coming through Dead Creek. Mm-hmm. I don't know, do you, do you recollect, I, I seem to remember there being not only more snow geese, but them coming quite a bit earlier. Yeah, and the um, the other region that's seeing more is sort of in the um, the Plattsburgh area over in New York. I believe yeah. uh, there's a little bay over there, and they've been uh, and it made you know again we talk about habitat a lot. Um, I think they've reached uh, maybe some habitat over there. They're using that as sort of a resting spot, as more than they've used the uh, the Vermont landing spot, which is um, spectacular. And you also can see some other birds. Amongst all those other uh, snow geese, too, um, you know, eagles from time to time you can see in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, harriers, pipits, um, yeah, bald eagles for sure, rough-legged hawks. So, yeah, it's always, it's always worth going over Dead Creek. Uh, you, you know, this time of year you can still be seeing great blue herons. Um, and, you know, kind of like the hoary red pole in the flock of common red poles, birders often look for the Ross's goose in the flock of snow geese. Uh, it's a smaller, daintier version of the snow goose. Um, if you see a snow goose and a Ross's goose next to each other, wow, they're, they're quite a size difference. Um, Ross's is tiny. Uh, so, but it's one of those needle and haystack kind of things. Uh, but keep your eyes out. And yeah, in New York, yeah, they seem to be attracting uh, more of the snow geese. It may have something to do with agricultural practices, um, you know, the snow geese love to land in those fields with, uh, where there's been corn growing. Um, so, yeah, they're not, their population hasn't gone down overall, uh, but the, the numbers we're seeing in Vermont have gone down. But as you said, there's more being seen in New York. So I think the movement has just shifted a little bit. And yeah. you can see a lot if you go north into Canada and take it back as well. Yeah, good stuff. So the... Uh the Snowy Goose, the Canada Goose, and um, the Red Poles we've been chatting about on this edition of For the Birds. We do have to uh, scoot out of here for the, gosh, the, the last weekend in uh, last weekend in October as we head into really deep wow. stick season in November. And then the snow should be flying yeah. soon. So bring it on. Here we go. Until next time, I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Dunstaff. For the Birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Now you all know